Hello and welcome to the Eating 1871 podcast with me, Jeremy Inson. I'm talking to the people involved and bringing you all the news from Eating Trailfinders Amateur Men's Section. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. It's the final Tuesday training session of the year. Uh, and with me is the stalwart of the club, uh, a young man who's grown in stature the few years he's been here. It's Connor. What's your surname, Connor? I can never remember. Godfrey. Connor Godfrey. How about that for an intro, Connor? How was it? Uh, a little early knockoff as well. Yeah, it's always good to, to get home early, get home to, to, to try and get some sleep before, uh, before an early start tomorrow. But it's all right. I'll stay out and uh, have a chat with you, Chess. <laughs> well, anyway, of course, it, was, it must have been a good one because the weekend... The third, let's just check my notes, the third, 34-7 away to Stratonians. First uh, went down 2014 on the Friday night at home to Brunel, but they're still top of their table. Seconds didn't play. But yeah, 34-7, round in Hackney, it's a bit of a journey. It, but was, uh, it was a very long journey, to be honest with you. Uh, it was a bit of a trek getting over there. The traffic wasn't the best, the weather wasn't the best, but luckily it being on grass and having two days of rain prior, the, the floor was nice and soft to be uh, rolling around on. So it wasn't too bad. Well, do you go on the score sheet yourself? What type of game was it as well? Uh, it was a it was a pretty after we kind of warmed up a little bit. It was a pretty straightforward game, plenty of through the hands. Um, I did manage to to score a try as well, my fourth of the season. Talk us through it. Talk us through it. I don't like to go on about it too much, you know. There's the story that I'll tell everyone. It was an 80, 80 meter run, and then I just I dived in. It was glorious. Uh, the actual story would be, I caught the ball off of uh, an inside supporting running line, and then. Yeah, managed to knee slide over the line, which I got a little bit of grief from uh, from Lewis from that. But hey ho, try to try. Let's not. Absolutely. And then afterwards, uh, Saturday night it was the twelve pubs of Ealing, the social. Let's not go into too many details. I'm not sure there are many details floating around your head after that. But uh, a good night had by all. A very good night. Yeah, very very good night. I think we ended up in pub number twelve for the majority of the evening. Um, I don't really remember a lot after midnight. So if I offended anyone, I do apologise. <laughs> a lot to celebrate over the year, though, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. The twos have been doing really well, which is uh, predominantly where I'm uh, where I'm situated. Uh, and the ones, obviously, have been doing fantastically over the course of the, their part of the season as well. Um, but it's great to see the twos, the twos side really, uh, really get together and put put some really good wins on uh, in the early part of the season. And then coming up against a few challenges over the past couple of games, but hopefully we'll bring it back in the new year and uh, get back in the in the winning winning column. Now, when did you come down? I seem to recall you being here, sort of post-COVID, coming down. But when when was your when was when you first stepped on the pitch in the green? It was two years ago. Uh, two years ago, at the back end of um, back in November, just gone. It would have been two years. Um, so I caught the. I obviously missed the first part of of pre-season and the se- and the, the beginning of the season, and then I just went straight into it. I hadn't played rugby since I was about fifteen, uh, and then I started playing rugby at the ripe old age of twenty-eight, and then just completely immersed myself in it and um, kind of structured my training uh, to do with rugby as well and yeah I'm really happy with how far I've come over the past two years and um, it's nice to, to to get that recognized as well by a lot of the guys they're very supportive um, and you know give me a lot of encouragement as well which is which is really nice. So what did bring you back you met you 15 where was that school local club or um, and what actually brought you back here at 28 years of age? Yeah it was um, I last played in high school and then, obviously, being a chef, I worked very, very unsociable hours, didn't have a lot of routine uh, in my life. And then I moved into the area, so I moved into Hamwell. Um, my daughter was born, and then I decided that I'd spend two nights a week and the whole of Saturday out of the house. 
Um, and then prior to rugby, I was doing endurance sports, so triathlon. Uh, given this rig, I you know, doubt you'd think that I would have done triathlon, but I was doing triathlon prior to this. Um, so a lot of a lot of endurance, a lot of cardio, and it's got very boring. Um, a lot of swimming on my own, cycling on my own, running on my own. Um, so I wanted to do something that was a was a team sport and and have a little bit more of a social life as well. And yeah, when I was looking for a gym, when I moved into Hamwell, Ealing came up, and I said to my girlfriend, I was like, look, I'm going to go and play rugby, and then I just completely went headfirst into it. And of course. You mentioned the gym. You mentioned you're, you're often anyone who follows you on Instagram. It's Iron Man Journey. Uh, quite often in the gym yourself, uh, post work because you start early mornings, say seven o'clock. You should do the breakfast. Uh, so yes, the Iron Man Journey is that just the title you chose, or are, is there an Iron Man element to some of that that's going to in the summer? If you scroll back far enough, I actually did do a half Iron Man. It was the the first triathlon I ever did was a half Iron Man, and then the name just kind of sticked, and then I managed to. I'm not going to say I grew the brand, but I just kind of like grew followers, grew followers. And then now I've got followers from like the running side of things, having done a marathon and then the triathlon side of things. And now I've got people that are into rugby as well. So it's nice to have different niches that I can float between. Is there any particular cause you, uh, you do all this for or is it various different ones? Um, I'm doing the Ride 100 next year. Uh, I'm doing it for prostate cancer. Um, so I do um, a little bit of fundraising for some of them. Other, uh, other ones I just do, um, just do for the fun of it, to be honest. Uh, and the last question before we move on to a couple of other things what what keeps you coming back here what is it you like about eating 1871 it's the it's the camaraderie of it all uh, it's the it's the guys the guys keep bringing me down and you know it's the social life outside of this you know and it, it's so nice to have a group of people where if you do have a problem you want to have a conversation with someone you can literally just message numerous people that you know you've created really good bonds with over the, over the past couple of years and someone will be having willing to have a conversation with you and it's, it's it's really lovely you're listening to the ealing 1871 podcast now then we're going to jump from the frying pan into the fire we're moving from the rugby to your work life which of course you're a chef so tell us how did you get involved with that what's it like at the moment um yeah because you're one of the big hotels up in town yeah i'm the executive sous chef of the royal garden hotel high street kensington um i've been a chef for about 15 years my my dad's a chef and um, I just, you know, my mum was a terrible cook, so I just kind of decided that I'd stop becoming a sh- being a chef because, you know, I didn't want to have, you know, waffles and chicken nuggets every night. So, um, but no, I've been doing it for a long time, and it's nice that I've um, reached a position now where I can kind of situate my rotor around, around my work life and around and around rugby. Really, I don't know how many chefs in London have can play, you know, have 24 Saturdays off a year. It's kind of unheard of, but it's uh, it's nice to have that balance finally. Now you mentioned it's the Kensington Garden Hotels up in the Royal Ga- the Royal Garden Hotel, which is in Kensington High Street, Kensington. Yes, that's right. Um, okay, so what's your speciality? Um, I don't really have a speciality to be honest with you. Um, I just I enjoy training the younger members of the team. Um, it's a big part of what I do. It's a big part of um, of my ethos as a chef to be able to coach and mentor uh, the younger chefs and see how they can develop and how they can grow. Also, you've done a bit of recruitment while working there. Tell us a little about about the uh, the young man you brought in and, and how you uh, you dragged him along. Yeah, um, Reggie uh, Elliot Jones, isn't it? Reggie Elliot Jones, exactly. He was. Um, we were talking, and obviously he's a big strapping lad. So we were talking. He was uh, he was working in front of house at the time, and he's, we started talking about the gym. And I said, "Look, why don't you come down and play rugby? You got the physique for it." He said, "No, no, no. I come down next week. I come down next week." And uh, you know, next week eventually came. I managed to drag him down and. And he's been absolute, absolute diamond for for the ones as well. I think he played one three one three game, 
and then we're straight up into the ones he's just an absolute machine uh, and it's, it's it's great as well because you know we really bounce off each other and to, all we talk about at work is rugby as well to be honest with you and it's nice if i miss a session he'll always catch me up on what's uh, on what's been going on now of course christmas is around the corner we reckon you're the man who's got the recipe for success on Christmas Day. What's the tips to make a good Christmas dinner? The, the turkey is notoriously hard to keep dry, goes dry, to keep moist. Sorry, it goes dry very quickly. Um, what's your tips to Christmas dinner? And and what about the desserts? Get ready early, kind of two, three days early. Get all the veg done. It's not gonna, it's not gonna go anywhere. It's not gonna go mouldy. Don't worry about it. Uh, brine the turkey for sure or if anything just don't buy a turkey buy a chicken it's a lot nicer it will stay a lot moister uh brine it in maybe a 20 percent brine for six to eight hours a couple of aromats in there some peppercorns bay leaf thyme rosemary garlic get it brined and then uh and then yeah get it low and slow i'm a big low and slow kind of guy and then blast up the heat last uh, last 20 minutes what about the veg do you do anything funky with the veg or does it just boil the life out of it uh, they never boil the life out of it there's uh slowly cooked in butter is probably the best way to do it you know butter makes everything taste better it's the chef's recipe for um for delights so cook everything in butter slather everything in butter plenty of maple syrup and have plenty of wine as well with uh with dinner it'll make everything taste taste way better what's your thoughts on brussels sprouts i'm a big fan i'm a big big fan cut them in half blanch them for for two minutes in boiling salted water and then really really char them off in a in a pan with a little bit of veg oil and they'll taste delicious obviously finish with a little bit of butter as well well, of course, it's Christmas. Don't want it under What about desserts? Where do you stand on desserts? What 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 would you have on the table? Are you the traditional pudding, or are you more varied, bringing out the uh, various different things? I'm not a massive fan of Christmas pudding, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not a massive fan at all. I'd probably just divert all um, all attention to the cheese board. Just stick with a cheese board for the rest of the afternoon, and you'll be fine. Cheese and port. That's it. That's the one. And uh, just as a chef, are you actually working on Christmas Day, or have you got that off as well to go with your twenty-four days, twenty-four Saturdays to play rugby? I'm off. I am off on Christmas. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. I live a very hard life. Um, I kind of I prioritise people that have small children. Unfortunately, uh, I have a small child, so I've kind of prioritised myself to to have Christmas off. So yeah, it's a it's a hard life. Are you going to be the one cooking? Uh, no, I think my mother-in-law is going to be cooking. So yeah. Are you at home for this or are you uh, over there? Yeah, I'll be, at, um, I'll be at my mother-in-law's for, for Christmas lunch. Uh, we'll wake up at, at mine and then make our way over there. And then <laughs> feet up. And then when you're back to work? Uh, back to work for New Year. I'll be working New Year. I'll be doing a late, uh, late on New Year's Eve and then straight into a breakfast on New Year's Day. But luckily no one really wakes up till 10 on New Year's Day anyway, so it's not too bad. <laughs> well, Connor, that is brilliant. We said you had the recipe for success. What was the other pun we came up with earlier in the day? <laughs> Cooking, cooking up a storm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a few. You're out of the frying pan into the fire. It was very good. I appreciate that. Well, it was a smooth. <laughs> Thank you very much for talking and give us the tips for the kitchen and the pitch. No worries at all. Thank you, Jez. Thanks for listening. Join us next time and remember to subscribe and follow us on all the usual social channels. Read Green. <laughs>